It's episode 117 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting in a Zoom meeting with the owner of High Velocity Makeup and Hair, Andrea Victoria Salinas. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, so I've been following you for a good while now, and if I'm following you and you're a woman and you're doing your thing, I'm planning on asking you to be on the podcast. I just haven't quite... Typically, I like to meet you guys in person first. And I get a text or a DM from Mariana with Lily Pad's face painting. And she's like, oh, my God, have you talked to Andrea yet with High Velocity? She's incredible. I just got done working on a project with her. You have to talk to her. She has the best story. And so I pretty much immediately contacted you after that. Well, I think she was kind of like the liaison. But uh, she reached out to you for me. And thankfully, you were willing to be on. So thanks, thanks for doing that, despite having not met me yet. Well, I was just so thrilled and I was already following your page, I believe, and I've seen the work that you've done in the community and I'm inspired by you as well and what you're, uh, you're bringing awareness, you know, to our community, the art community. Yeah. And I mean, if there was ever an artist I were to interview, you are one. I've seen some of the gowns that you've created, some of the looks that you've created, some of the shoots, like the design concept for these shoots. They're amazing. Like you can just tell that you're just a waterfall, like a flowing river of creativity. And so I can't wait to talk about your inspiration for that. But first, I want to touch real quick on the fact that you are going to be on TLC's Say Yes to the Dress. Yes, that will be airing, I believe, the weekend after Thanksgiving. So they're still shooting stuff right now? They actually sent me a lot of uh, camera equipment, microphones, everything, since it's COVID edition and uh, people traveling's kind of frowned upon right now. So I do have local videographers that I'm working with, Michael Castro and Efren Corona, and they've been helping me get this behind the scenes footage uh, to submit to the, the show. But I'm also including all the photographers that I've worked with over the years. I'm having them submit still footage and sign release forms so that, you know, we can show off everything that Corpus has to offer. Like, I really wanted to include everybody. Okay, that makes me so happy because that's just locals, like, paying it forward to other locals that, you know, you've been creating with. So I'm thrilled to see what the final product is. And congratulations on your on your upcoming wedding. So you're getting married really soon. Yes, November 21st. I'm getting married at Inspiration Park. It's waterfront. We're getting married during sunset. So it's going to be absolutely beautiful. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So is TLC sending people down here or it's still a thing where you're going to have the locals record and submit the footage? Correct. Yes. Um, you know, there's been lots of Zoom meetings with communication on how to record this footage, submit the footage. Um, it's pretty cool, all the equipment that they've sent me because... Uh, you know, it kind of opened my eyes to all the behind the scenes, all the work, everything that goes into making these shows and the footage that they're they're needing. You know, every day is different. Today I had cake tasting. Um, I took the the recording equipment to our camping trip this weekend. They wanted to see more of just the me and my family setting. So that was great. Wow. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to see the, uh, like I said, what, like when the episode airs, how it all comes together, because it also is you being highlighted too, for like the amazing creative work that you do. And you're no novice to putting together like really high, 
highly produced like shoots and that kind of thing. So were you always creative? Did you always have like a mindset that you wanted to make things and were very artistic or where did that come from? I believe that the artistic side and all my abilities really stem from my grandmother and my mother. Um, I grew up in my grandmother's sewing room, taking trips to cloth world, uh, looking through all the pattern books and just being so inspired and so in awe of what my grandmother could create sewing and all the special things she did for people. At a very young age, I came home with a school project. It was a reef. And she's like, wow, you did a great job, Miha. And I'm like, yes. And she's like, I'm going to go buy you materials and and we'll sell them. <laughs> wow. Like, okay. So also, not only were you taught by her to be creative or inspired by her to be creative, but also to make it a lucrative thing. You know, my grandparents raised me on, you know, work hard all the time. And, and those values have been instilled in me. But um, I remember them cleaning houses and, and me going along and they would always give me a job. You know, here's the the spray cleaner of the dusting uh, and a little rag and they just send me on my way. So afterwards it was either I got a Power Ranger toy or taken to McDonald's, whatever the reward was. It was always I was always taught that, you know, work is not only beneficial, but rewarding. So it was always rewarding for me. And still to this day, I feel like I don't work a day in my life because I absolutely love what I do. Yeah, and you can tell that you're living the dream. I mean, just going through the high velocity uh, makeup and hair Instagram, I mean, it's literally like a fantasy page. Like you are creating fantasy. And not only through hair and makeup, but you're also developing the concept of the shoot as well as sometimes making like the wardrobe that's included. So did you start off sewing? Did you start off with makeup? Like how did it all come to be? Um, I'm in the beauty industry, so it definitely led me um, down a path where I was able to improve people's self-esteem. And I think that's the bottom line for me in my industry and what I do. I'm able to make somebody feel absolutely awesome, you know, put a skip in their step, uh, turn them into either a fantasy character or just a polished version of them of their own self. And Growing up, I was the ugly duckling. I was 200 pounds by the eighth grade. I had a big black fro. So I was an easy target. I looked like Napoleon Dynamite. And when I got to high school, I joined the swim team. I lost some weight and I found myself. I started dressing differently. I fixed my hair. I did my makeup. And when I, how, when I discovered... Um, the hair and makeup part of the industry, I was like, wow, I can do this for people. I can boost their self-esteem. I can put a skip in their step by either giving them a haircut or a new hair color or a girl going to prom. I mean, there's just been so many experiences that I've had in my industry that have been extremely rewarding because of the emotional connection with all my clients. Yeah, and you can tell, I mean, there are people who want to work with you constantly, like 2020 Vintage and uh, Kim with Metropolis Culture. I mean, they dig the looks that you give for when they're styling their clothes or whatever it may be. So did you go to school to become a makeup artist? 
I went to Del Mar College for cosmetology, so I'm licensed in hair, skin, and nails, and I do everything across the board. Facials, full body waxing, colors, cuts, um, just all kinds of different things in my industry. Right. And along then, with yes, <laughs> bear t- right, because then you were also saying that you are a spa owner and you focus on holistic practices. So tell me how you got into that portion of it. Um, I've met quite a few people. Uh, Karen Wilson. I love Karen. My- Yes. So she is the one that certified me in Reiki one and Reiki two and uh, very strong connections with all my clients. And there always is something a little more and people enjoy spending time with me. They say they feel safe or when they leave, they feel happy or they feel filled, filled up to the max. So I wanted to discover that. I wanted to understand the gifts that I have been given and explore them. And it's very different for each session and each person, but I really love pouring myself into the people that I serve. Right. And you can absolutely tell that. Um, I mean, cause from the get go, you said that, you know, you have the abilities to make people feel better. Like that, that seems to be your main focus is how can I utilize what I have in order to support those I care about? I mean, even like you said, even with this TLC shoot, you look so beautiful, by the way, I just saw your full outfit. I love it. Uh, but even with this TLC shoot, you're like, how can I bring people in to get a little bit, a piece of this? And yeah, your mindset is, is amazing. Like I, I admire that so much. So when did you decide that you wanted to go into business doing hair and makeup and you're, uh, becoming a spa owner? I just love the whole idea of being able to cater to people and growing up in the beauty industry, I've had family members that were hairstylists and also makeup artists, you know, some live here locally, San Antonio. So I saw their work and I saw their journey and I wanted to be there. Definitely. And so, uh, when did it become like a full fledged business? Would you say? Um, I've been working as a cosmetologist for 16 years. Wow. I believe that from day one in 2006, I just hit the ground running and my objective or my goal was always just to cater and to care for people any way I can. And I've worked in Port Aransas, I've worked on the island, I work in Corpus. Right now it's uh, more freelance work. Mm -hmm. I come to their home, so it's extremely personal Mm -hmm. and I have my set of clientele. I do get a lot of referrals uh, for hair and makeup, for weddings. Um, So I'm just all over the place. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel like you're doing a little bit of everything. And so I wanna start with your most recent project, which is the Dia de los Muertos shoot. And what was the inspiration behind that entire project? Well, the inspiration behind that product uh, project was um, I wanted to bring locals together, creatives. I wanted it to be very near and dear to their hearts. So I asked everybody to personally, you know, bring a photo of their family member. And I chose to bring a picture of my grandparents um, and 
it was just amazing. Me and Mariana had showed up just a couple of minutes late, but the set was already together. And her name is Bernadette from Bridgewood Beauties. Mm-hmm. And she and Shiloh Ochoa, um, works of heart by Shiloh, she provided a lot of props and Bernadette provided all the furniture and the carpets and, you know, to create this whole scene. So I sent them pictures of the outfit that I had hand painted. It was like a rib cage and I put a bunch of pearls on it. So they got inspired and a lot of the artists that I work with, they ask me, you know, what do you want? Send me a mood board. Tell me what you want. I said, no, you're an artist. I said, as an artist, I can't be put in a cage. I have to be feel. I have to feel free to create the art in the way that I know how yes. in the best way that I know how. So I tell people that come to, to my sets, just have fun. Everybody's here to have fun. I have mad respect for, for you for doing that because many people, whenever they have a vision can hold on to it a little bit too tight and not give the artist the creative license to maybe bring your vision to life in an even more amazing way than you had initially thought. Plus, you're bringing these people on because you trust them, because you know how they work. So I think that that's great that you give them that much room. Do do they enjoy that? Or are they like, oh, I don't know what to do. That's too much freedom. No, everybody just stands back in awe. Like when we are in that, I call it the arena. When we're in our arena, once the photo shoot starts, as soon as the the photographer brings their camera out, that's when I step back. And it's like watching a movie or watching a show. Something that I had envisioned or dreamed of has come to life in front of me. So to see that happen was amazing. And the Day of the Dead project was extremely emotional because everybody was together but we had our own little groups and we talked about the pictures and our family members that we had lost and during this covid and everything that's happening i thought it was really important to turn a photo shoot towards the loss the loss of loved ones and to try to heal or just remember them it's really important. So I did have a traditional ofrenda set up for um, a traditional altar set up for the photo shoot, and it just turned out gorgeous, very gorgeous. Vanessa uh, from VNM Photography did the photos. I don't want to leave her out. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you brought a, I mean, an army in to do this uh, shoot, and just what I've seen from behind the scenes, it looks incredible. And so how did you go about building these relationships with other locals? Um, I believe anything's possible. And I get up every day and I hit the ground running and I believe that these dreams can come true and it doesn't hurt to ask. It never hurts to ask. I had a rock and roll photo shoot at uh, the House of Rock a few, probably about a year ago, and, and Harley Davidson came out and Volkswagen came out. And like I said, it just doesn't hurt to ask <laughs> to create that full picture, you know, to see a vision come to life. It needs those pieces. There are very strong elements and it's something that I cannot create or bring to the table, but I do find all the right all the right puzzle pieces to make this beautiful picture. That and is it's so a team. Cool. Yeah, that's so cool. I mean, and like you said, it's it doesn't hurt to ask because I'm, I guarantee you having to ask someone for something like that has stopped me before. And like, what could I have done if I just asked, you know? 
And so have you always <laughs> Right. And I don't know I don't yeah, but I don't know why that scares me so much. And I think it scares a lot of people, you know, to be told no and potentially have like those dreams dashed. So have you always been that courageous and brave and, you know, willing to put yourself out there for what you believe? A hundred percent. My mother always taught me to put my best foot forward. You do care about what people think of you. You do treat people with kindness. Even if they're, they're not kind to you, it's important to always put your best foot forward and, and be strong, you know, and that's what I try to do every day. Just go out there and create art with people and, and believe in all the dreams. (laughs) Well, I mean, to me, you are literally creating your dreams. I mean, so it has to start with like a thought or a fantasy or something. Cause I've seen stuff like the seven deadly sins series. And, um, I've seen you collaborate with a local photographer where you're doing, um, like fan- fantasy sessions and Did stuff. Did you see that? The levitation one with the alien and the bride, like floating and the sun setting. No, I didn't see that one, but that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Where does this come from? Like, what are your, how do you get, inspiration for these kinds of ideas nothing's ever original every artist recreates something but just in their own way so i don't want to take ownership of all my ideas they're definitely um visions and and art and paintings when i start a project if it's about birds and i'm gonna go check out some books from the library and look through it and, you know, really understand what I'm trying to make, whether it's clothing, a certain time period, I want to make sure to deliver everything just seamless, clean. So just researching everything and and finding the right elements to make it come together is really important for me. And I just enjoy what I do. I really do. Yeah, and you can definitely tell through the way it's executed that, I mean, you are absolutely passionate about it. And so what was your first idea that you proposed and brought to life? Golly, I'm really, really trying to think about it. Um, Michael Castro, he goes by MC Studio Works. He is one of the higher end photographers that I worked with who had the capability to take these pictures to another level. So when I started working with him, I came and I did a body paint and I was confident. I was like, I got this. I closed the door on him. He's like, you do need, you do, you do know you need to throw a base down. I'm like, no, I got this. I'm okay. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'll see you in a little bit. And I came out with a horrible project. Let me tell you, it was supposed to be a galaxy themed body paint and it just wasn't my best work, but mm-hmm. it was my idea and it did excite me. And when I look back on that work, it, there was a lot of effort put towards it and I see things that could be improved, but it is my, you know, my first little idea that I wanted to explore and create something so beautiful. And I thought it was going to look one way, but it looked another way. And, and he was very kind as a photographer to just to tell me, Hey, you know, there's next time. I'm like, you still want to work with me? Are you kidding me? This is horrible. <laughs> and, um, you know, he just encouraged me and, and he always shows up, you know, for whatever I'm doing. I, I try to explore his ideas too. I don't want it to all be about me and my, and it's, it's definitely about our, our ideas and our teamwork and how we put this together. It takes a lot from a lot of people, right? Not just me. 
Right. But and I agree. And I think it's really, really uh, fantastic that you mentioned that it's a team effort and a group effort and that kind of thing. Um, although you tend to have the you are like the catalyst, right? Like you you have the idea and you execute it and then everybody else creates it. And that's such a powerful position to be in. You know, people have been telling me that they want to give me the title of creative director and and I I've been left out of a lot of projects or I've given my time to people and their projects and I've gotten the short end of the stick. I've left feeling empty. So on my sets, it's extremely important to make sure that everybody's taken care of and and recognized for their hard work. I've tried so hard over the 16 years to just get my name out there and tell people who I am and what I do. And the past couple of years, it's like, it doesn't matter. I just need to continue to produce. And every day I wake up and I produce. And if I'm not creating, if I'm not making some type of art, I feel like I'm not breathing. Yes, and I think a lot of people don't realize that that's what's preventing them from feeling better is that they're not uh, exerting that creative muscle, you know, that creativity at all, whether, it, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, uh, doing hair and makeup or making dresses or anything, but it could just be something as simple as writing or gardening or whatever. Just people having that creative outlet or not having it can stifle them. And I love that you're just like, no, this is a part of my life and I need to pursue it. And has your family always been supportive of your wanting to, to pursue the arts? A hundred percent. My mom's an artist. She actually had a, a gallery downtown. It was open, but unfortunately because of COVID, you know, business just kind of slowed down and, um, but she's an artist and she never stops. When I was younger, I would look at my mom and I'm like, why can't you just take a rest? And, you know, even being in the spa industry and my mother coming to get services from me, she's looking at her watch, like, uh, I gotta go. <laughs> when is this over? Because she's always busy thinking of, you know, whatever project she does, jewelry, she does painting, she does, you know, just a little bit of everything. And, and I'm on that train. <laughs> I'm my mom. I have become my mother and, um, it's great. I, I love I love her. She inspires me. Her name is Melinda Ramos, and uh, I dream to be her, half of the woman that she is. I just want to be her one day. <laughs> wow. Shout out to Melinda Ramos. And you have a daughter too, right? Yes. Her name's Audrey Pena. She's eight years old, and she loves to do art. She I let her wear whatever kind of clothes she wants to wear or, you know, just express herself. If she wants to wear all black, let her wear all black. If she wants to paint her fingernails, different colors and let her like, it's always fun creating art with her. There was a project that I did for several months. I worked on for the Texas state aquarium. It was their beach ball carnival event. Mm -hmm. And I made these shell tops and she was just so in awe with all this glitter and seashells and pearls on the table. She's like, can I help you? I'm like, of course. So she's there, you know, gluing things on and there's no right or wrong with, with my art or my creations. It belongs there. It's, it was placed there on purpose. And I love to see how she creates things and I can build with it or off it. So she helps me a lot when I'm creating. Right. And I have to imagine it must feel pretty amazing that you're living the life you want to live and raising your daughter to see you living the life you want to live. Like, how does that feel knowing that you're 
leading that kind of example for her. It's beautiful. I'm these photos and, and this is what I'm leaving. This is my legacy. This is, Oh, I was there with my mom in that shooter. Oh, I published in this magazine because she models as well. And she's about turning into characters and sometimes she's not about it. And if she's not, then I'm like, okay, well another day, but I enjoy creating with her. I enjoy having her with me, but showing her that fantasy is real, that there is no limit to what you can create makes me, you know, it makes me know that when she grows up, that she's going to be able to attain the unattainable for sure. That is powerful. Cause it's just, you guys are just like a long lineage, like from your grandma and I'm sure before, but you mentioned your grandma being artistic, your mom being creative, you, and now your daughter. So you guys are just paving the way to continue excelling in these areas. Yes, ma'am. That is, I'm like blown away by y'all. And so you brought up being uh, featured, like your work being featured in magazines. So I have a couple of them listed. So you were in number eight, Dreamy and Gothesque Jr. And so how did it feel to get your work published? That has to be major. It's always fun, you know, getting published and my daughter flipping through the magazines and seeing herself or seeing my work. And, um, you know, they interview you sometimes when you get the cover. And um, I always like the questions and and they always ask me, who's your biggest inspiration? And and I always talk about my mom because I love her so much. So uh, I enjoy that. I, I enjoy my mom showing off my work and being proud of me and being able to share with just, you know, just here, just, just, um, getting my work out to more people, a a larger group of people is great always. So I want to go into the gowns that you design or just the articles of clothing, because that to me is not something just anyone can do. And it's not any simple garment either. I mean, these are ornate, complex. And do these all come from your mind's eye, you know, and then you just create them? Like, how does that work? I mean, my husband's like, do you have sketches? Like, do you draw things out before you start? And I'm like, no, it just happens. Everything just falls into its place. And I had another artist tell me, you know, nobody's going to know that that's wrong unless you tell them because they don't know, you know, what you had in your mind. And I really don't feel like I have that kind of structure. I'm just free spirited and whimsical. And if something messes up, well, I'll glue a flower on it. (laughs) It, it just doesn't, I don't get super stressed. It's my relaxation. It's my therapy. It's, it comes for me. It, it's not a, I always, uh, post pictures and I say it's it's a feeling it's not about fashion it's a feeling it's about a feeling so I don't know what's in I don't know what's trending I don't know labels I don't know names I don't I just care about what is beautiful and I don't care how old or new or used or borrowed it is I just enjoy creating and repurposing things I take a lot of older pieces and turn them into something new by adding you know longer fabrics or sparkles. I mean, there's just, like you said, limitless. Like I can just turn anything into anything really. (laughs) Well, that outlook is so refreshing because, and this is actually pretty common amongst the women that I bring on 
that you guys, it's fun. You're supposed to be having fun. This isn't supposed to be a stressful thing. You love doing it. And uh, it's nothing to get worked up over, like you said. Um, you're not like a hardcore structured person when it comes to this stuff. And I admire that so much, like tremendously. And so, I mean, that's probably- I have worked with people though. I have worked with people that have a nice structure and it's beautiful. I've had emails of exactly what kind of eyeliner wing they want, what kind of lashes, wow. you know, tapered wise. And this is what I want for the eye look, the lip look, the cheek, and, and they're specific. And those people challenge me. And I love working with those people too, because it is pushing me out of my element. It is making me do something that I wouldn't do. Well, I think I think that's really neat, too, because that shows how adaptable you are, which is absolutely critical when it comes to collaborating with other people. Uh, Because like you said, it's not just about your vision. It's about the collective vision. And so you have to be willing to work with people who work differently than you. But that, to me, puts you in another uh, lane, essentially. You know, the fact that you're that flexible, that's huge. But it sounds like when it comes to you, and like you're planning whatever it may be specific to your vision, you tend to be a little bit more lax. A hundred percent. I'm doing a Hocus Pocus project tomorrow. <gasps> and the young ladies said, I don't want my hair like that. And I said, okay, we'll work with it. <laughs> you know, we'll kind of change it up because again, it goes back to confidence and that's why I'm in the industry. So why would I make somebody have a certain type of updo or a certain type of makeup if it doesn't make them feel com- confident and comfortable. I agree. So my point is to put or to show them that they can just show up and be themselves and I can create around them. Right. Around so, their vibe. Right. So it's like uh it's more inspired than absolutely literal. Yes. Very cool. I, I am digging that. And so when you first started creating garments, which do you remember the first one that you ever made and what the fantasy was behind it or the idea was behind it? Oh, I do. I do. Um, I found a box of vintage curtains on the side of the road. I picked them up and they smelled like mothballs and old ladies, hello, old ladies home. <laughs> I brought them home. I'm like, these are my treasures. These are my jewels. These are everything. They're so beautiful. They were like vintage curtains from the seventies and wow. they were like a cream color. So I just threw them in the wash and pulled them out. And I saw all this material and the potential to use it. So I ended up making a really cool uh, bohemian style wraparound top and it was uh, empire waist and a skirt. I mean, I just repurposed all that material that was literally going to be thrown away (laughs) or it was thrown away. And that's a really special garment that I made that I was very connected to and a lot of them, I'll make these gowns and I'll completely destroy them. And a lot of the photographers that I work with are like, what are you doing? Why would you do that? And I'm like, well, because I can make it into 14 different things. I can go to Goodwill, buy a gown, make one outfit and then dye it another color or cut it completely in half and, you know, make two pieces out of it. This is normally what I'm doing. A lot of the costumes that you're seeing on my Instagram have been repurposed. I've even published 
the same outfit, just dyed a different color in the same magazine at the same, they published at the same time and the magazine didn't even catch it, you know, but it was the same outfit. Whoa. Okay. That, oh my goodness. I'm, I'm in awe of you because I feel like once I made a garment or a a costume, like there it is that took time and effort there's that costume like that's how it's going to exist forevermore but you're constantly thinking of modifications and wow so i mean do you ever get any rest it sounds like your mind is just constantly going i'm always making stuff right now i'm working on a day of the dead gown for my daughter i'm working on another day i have two photo shoots tomorrow a hocus pocus and a day of the dead for a couple so I do rest, I do sleep, but as soon as I rise, I'm ready to go. I'm an early sleeper. I go to bed by like 9.30, 10 o'clock the latest every night. I have a little one in school, a husband that goes to work pretty early. So my schedule is demanding, but I make sure to make time for my family because they are the most important for me. And that's why I work so hard so that I can help them and provide for them and and, you know, show my daughter what it is to work and, and to be happy about working. And, and I love that she sees that. And I tell her, you know, when you choose this career path and what you want to do, you definitely want to be happy doing what you're doing. So you got to do your homework, got to read, got to do all this stuff. And she's she doesn't like it, but it's what we have to do. <laughs> well, and I think it's like you said, you the reason you work so hard is for your family, Um you know, because you want to provide and, of course, be a good example for your daughter. But I also think it's absolutely critical that mom is happy and mom is happy doing what she's doing and feels like, you know, she has a purpose and you embody that. Like, you are just, you can just tell. Like, you are living the life, like, exactly as you want to live it. I mean, just constantly creating. And like you said, leaving all all of this that is going to be your legacy at the end of the day. So I have a question for you. Is Halloween always a busy time of year? And do you make y'all's costumes? Halloween is a very busy time. Um, Before my daughter, I would schedule myself crazy hours, like nine in the morning till those parties at night where they go to the costume contest. I was booked till like 9.30 at night working, doing makeup because I love it. I wasn't doing costumes back then, just uh, makeup. Uh, But once I had a child, it was about her and it is her holiday. So um, we, I I scheduled to a certain time, probably about three o'clock in the afternoon is when I'll take my last one. I'll be finished by four or five o'clock and headed out the door to take my daughter trick or treating. So that's really important to me. But yes, Halloween is busy. Last year, I got the real special ones that stood out costume and makeup wise was a Starbucks cup for a 13 year old girl. And an it costume for a seven year old little boy and the photos came out phenomenal. And the mom was happy. And it was great. It was a great experience for everybody. <laughs> so you made the costumes too? Yes. So Mm -hmm. if people, obviously it's too late now, but if people wanted to talk to you about making costumes for anything, how do they get a hold of you? How do, how does that process work? Um, I have them contact me through Facebook, Instagram, or my business number, which is 361-728-4057. And so my number for a long time. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And that's on your profile, which I like. And so people can just be like, hey, I want this costume. Like, how much notice do you need for that kind of thing? 
It varies. I've had people contact the, the Starbucks and the it costume. I think there was two weeks before Halloween and she contacted me originally just for makeup. Do you know how to do it makeup? You know, Pennywise makeup. I said, yes, ma'am. So she called me a week later after booking. She's all, can I just hold my deposit for uh, hair and makeup for myself? Because we cannot find my son in it costume. Mm-hmm. I said, no, oh, I can make it. Wow. <laughs> and there was like two weeks before Halloween and, and then she's like, well, I feel really bad doing something really extremely special for my son, but not my daughter. I was like, well, what does she want to be? A Starbucks cup? I'm like, oh, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> so, yeah, I whipped him out. I got hair and makeup done. And everybody was extremely happy. And I made an adult version of it last year as well. And I did a couple of photo shoots with it. And it was awesome. You know, to do a seven-year-old and a, you know... 30 something year old costume was really neat to compare them, you know, that with is, all the same materials. But I, that I wish I had your talent. Like if I could make costumes like that. Oh my goodness. I mean, so what are you going to be for Halloween this year? Me and my husband want to be pinky in the brain from uh, the animaniacs. Yes. I am totally pinky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my husband, you know, he's brain and I'm pinky and it just works. I think that would really represent us as a couple. And it's cute, super cute. And you're not going to see very many of them, but it's going to totally make all of us who grew up with Animaniacs nostalgic. So I'm excited to see pictures. It would be if Audrey was Dot, but that's not who she wants to be. She wants to be the bride from Kill Bill. Oh, wow. (laughs) She's going to have the yellow jumpsuit and she wants her dad to make her a sword. Last year, she was Marceline from Adventure Time. Yes. And my husband made her the axe base. I mean, he cut it out of wood. He strung lights on it. I mean, it was really... My husband's really crafty, too. Um, He's more about how things work and how to make them more efficient. So we've been together for five years. So when he got here and he saw my crowns and, and things that I made, he's like... Yeah, that's nice, but you can do it like this and it'll last you. It'll be more sturdier. And, you know, he pushed me to make a better product and he supports me in my crafting. And sometimes he even helps me because when I make stuff, especially for clients, I want everything to be proportional. If it's just for a fun photo shoot, of course, I'm just going to go ham on everything. But um, I had to make a gnome door. So I wanted all the little wood pieces to be perfect (laughs) so he came in and measured and drawed and then I just went in and painted you know the rest of it but yeah he helps me he's extremely supportive of of my career he works for the city of Corpus uh he was in the air force for about six years and uh he came home and and now we're together and we're getting married (laughs) I know I'm so excited and uh, can I say what your wedding theme is or can you say what your wedding theme is or no let me tell you, girl, I wanted everyone to come in costumes. I asked my best friends that I wanted to be my bridesmaids. I said, give me an old dress that you don't care about anymore, and I'm going to build something. You are going to be like badass mermaids or something. <laughs> and I was. I told my makeup artist to, you know, do scales on the side of their face. And um, my mom got involved, and she was just like, this is really nice, and your dress is so nice. And it's coming and then you ordered it and you paid so much for it. And the wedding's, 
you've invested so much in your wedding. How are you going to have people walking around in costumes? I'm like, that's my dream. Like, that's Mom. I, want. I wanted my officiant to wear uh, the dumb and dumber suit, you know, and my husband was originally going to wear the Pee Wee Herman suit because I love Pee Wee Herman. And uh, he, it ended up going a different direction. It's going to be like super nice. And <laughs> I know that that's what people want. I really, my florist and my mother have me covered. They are taking care of all the arrangements, nailing things out. And I'm just, I just really honestly care about pictures and time with my family. Mm-hmm. So that's all going to be there. I'm going to get everything I want. <laughs> I'm excited for you. Plus, there can always be time for costumes like later, like maybe an after party or something like bring your costume to change into or whatever. But either way, it, it's going to be an exciting time for you. And I'm super stoked for you. Uh, so I want to talk about you made a dress that was inspired by mesquite trees. And it was just an incredible piece. And so tell me how that concept came to be. That concept came to be because I grew up in South Texas and growing around, growing up around, uh, you know, Texas barbecue and just smelling and, and hearing the crackling and the popping of the wood and, and being close to my father, you know, growing up on a ranch and, you know, the men cutting it, you know, it just, it, it's so much. Mesquite means so much to me. And it's a beautiful tree. I love how they bend and twist and they really are beautiful. They're they're magical. (laughs) So, um, one day I decided just to go and I was driving around and I saw a huge pile of chopped up mesquite wood and it was just thrown on the side of the road. Like, for free. So I picked it all up and I brought it home and I debarked it. Me and my daughter, we took little knives and hammers and we just chipped everything off. And then I used those pieces to create this gown. And I had a friend come over and, and I was kind of stuck. I was at a standpoint. So I called my friend and she's like, well, I said, help me here, here, here's the glue and, and here's the pieces and, and have fun. And she's like, friend, are you sure? And I'm like, I'm a hundred percent sure. And she, she, she made that curve in the middle. And that's what really. Oh, I lost you. You muted yourself. There you but go. It wasn't, it didn't have a flow like that. So she came and helped me for about an hour and then I finished it off. It took me about four to five days to make the whole thing. It, it was so beautiful. And then to see it modeled and then the way it was shot, it was just like, of course you did a mesquite inspired gown. Like it makes perfect sense being down here. Like brilliant because mesquite trees really are very magical. And the fact that you incorporated it into something that's wearable genius like hands so i ripped it up (laughs) i had spray painted it with neon colors so i could do a black light photo shoot and then i ripped it apart and used all the wood chippings for another mesquite dress which i haven't put that project out yet because i think we're going to publish it but i'm going to send those pictures to you so you can see i I sprayed them gold oh my god you're hilarious though because i'm like what you ripped that up you're all yep and i've done two other things with it probably going to do more no i think that's it with that one i don't think it's going to go anymore but 
I want to do more projects, you know, that connect with the earth and, <laughs> and use natural elements. I'm, I don't always spend a whole lot of money making stuff for just fun, but uh, if I can find something natural, I made another dress out of leaves with a redhead. I don't know if you saw that photo shoot. Yes, I did. Is that the one you did? It was a collaboration with uh... Crimson Photos. I think so. And Jazz. Yes. Her name's Jazz. Yes. The model. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was pretty cool too with the leaves. And I made it, and I was like, "Look, every day it's turning brown." Like. If we don't shoot it now, <laughs> the leaves might look a little different. Exactly. So we shot it, and it was still fresh. And uh, when it dried up, it ended up just, like, curling up and, like, molding. I was like, throw it away. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> the thing when you work with natural elements, right? I mean, they were once alive, and, yeah, they're going to die. So, But I, even still, like, you know, people tend to shy away from that kind of thing. And you just embrace it wholeheartedly. Like, you are fearless, aren't you? I'm fearless when it comes to creating, like there is no limits. There is no boundaries. It's like my hands just go. I, I believe they're guided by my late grandmother, Victoria, for sure. I, I saw the magic that happened in her craft room. Uh, I had a family member say your grandmother was like Belle from beauty and the beast, but instead of books, she had materials. And, and I do, I remember that. I remember going into her room and just seeing all this material and, imagining you know dresses i could make or skirts i can make and uh, my grandmother's no longer with me but she is with me in in my creations and in my art well yeah and you your middle name is her name and so is miss audrey's it's audrey victoria i love I- it <laughs> i love that and victoria is just such a classically beautiful name um oh so something i want to talk about that i think is really cool is your creation of the anti-bullying film i've got somewhere to be that is a really important project we are going to be filming in december in san antonio originally we were supposed to be filming in alice uh but the school you know in their own right I mean, they're just not able to open up to us right now. So we found another setting, school setting in San Antonio. So we're trying to get sponsorships for some of the girls so that they can stay up there overnight. We're going to knock it out, the filming, in two days. And like I said, growing up, I was bullied. And even now, you know, I see it with adults and in the salon industry and our, our art community. Like, people are bullied. And I feel like if even one person watched this film and it influenced one person just to be kinder, even just for that day, I would hope that it would make a difference in somebody's life from not being bullied. If it, if it changed them or their mindset on how you go out and treat people, um, it's important and people need to open their eyes and see how these kids are, what they're going through. I believe the inspiration for that was I read a story in San Antonio and it was about a cheerleader and the other girls were poisoning her. They were bringing baked goods and feeding her little by little and making her sick. So what? Yes. These things are happening today. And um, I read that story quite some time ago, but that's besides the point. I mean, some of these kids are, vindictive like they get jealous and and they're doing these harmful things to each other and people need to open their eyes and know what their kids are going through and a lot of kids stay silent you know they don't go home and they don't 
express how they feel. And then, you know, other things happen and then kids and suicide. And I just want to prevent, I just want to stop. And I know I can't stop everything, but if I can help influence somebody or just inspire somebody for one day to change how they treat people, then it's worth it. It's all worth it. I've been contacted by different schools that want to distribute this film. I would like it to go na nationwide eventually. Um, we're talking with different uh, sponsorships and people. Uh, the director is from San Antonio. Oh, hold on. He had an award-winning anti-bullying. Oh, no, you it had frozen, but you're good now. Okay. Um, the director, Raymond uh, Ramos, has already produced a anti-bullying film that has won awards. So he does know where to circulate this to get into the right people's hands. And I'm hoping to influence and see people talk about this and watch it with their children and and really feel emotion uh, about what these kids are, are going through today. Absolutely. And it's, you know... I have I experienced bullying and I think I think most people did but it's like now but I mean I don't I I'm uh I'll be 35 in December so that's how old I am so I didn't have social media in elementary school middle school high school I didn't have social media until college so I feel like that was a reprieve right but now growing up with social media and just the constant communication and the keyboard warriors and the trolls and everything it's just like a totally different world and so I feel like projects like yours need to be instated in curriculum. Like it, people need to be aware of the consequences of these actions. And so what made you decide yes. to approach uh, it from a film, from a film perspective? I've always wanted to do an anti-bullying movie. Always, always, always. I found people that promised me to, to give me their time. They said, oh, come be the makeup artist on our set and we'll record that for you. We'll put that, you know, but they kind of put it on the back burner and they kind of used and abused me for finding them locations or getting them, you know, whatever they needed for their film. But when it was my turn to actually put into play an idea or a want, they were just like, oh, no, we're not interested in that. Or um, I had one director go, uh, talk about my main character and she's a very pretty young lady and let's be real he told me he goes do you really think somebody like that gets bullied that's not a typical person who gets bullied and I said no everybody gets bullied mm -hmm. whether you're a girl a boy tall fat skinny it doesn't matter people will find something to be ugly about and I was like this guy's not gonna film my film yeah <laughs> his his head wasn't in the right place and I don't know how I came across Raymond's Instagram, but I did. And I saw that he had had a couple of other successful films and, of course, the award-winning anti-bullying film. And I was like, this is the guy. So I called him and I contacted him. I said, can you help me? And I sent him a script that I had a local writer write. I had like a timeline and an idea of the story I wanted to tell, but I had a writer actually write it. And then once Raymond received the script, he turned it into an actual screenplay. Like he broke everything up and scenes. And we've done a couple of table reads over Zoom, uh, two table reads in person and to see the characters and the kids interact with each other. You know, it is a movie for the kids. It's their movie. So um, I want to make it 
about them. So I'm like, do things, do a Snapchat of trying on a prom dress, you know, airdrop an invitation to a party. You know, we're doing current things that are happening to them so that these kids who are watching it can relate. Because I remember when we were in school, they tried to put on some anti-bullying movies and it just didn't work. It was too cheesy. I wanted this one to be real. No, and I think that's the way to get these kids' attentions is to make it seem or to make it modern and as though it is relevant to today, not last year, you know, but today. And uh, that is so powerful that not only are you utilizing your creative abilities towards, you know, these fantasy looks and experiences, but also towards a cause that you really care about. And so would you say that you've always been that way when it comes to, to different causes like that? Yeah, well, definitely the anti-bullying, I mean, any cause, children and animals are the most important in my book. Mm -hmm. They can't speak for themselves. Anytime I'm able to help anybody, I will. Um, But everything just fell into place for this movie. And I'm just extremely blessed to have people support these ideas and back these ideas. The community is there for me and... And I, I got myself involved. I needed to be involved to make things happen, and, and I'm involved. And that's how these things are going, and, and I'm so blessed. I yes, really am. I'm so proud of you. You're, oh, my gosh, you're, you're incredible. And so for someone who, this is, this is one of my favorite ways to kind of tie in, up the interview, is to ask you, who's doing what you already love, what advice would you give to someone who is on the fence about maybe reaching out to collaborate with other creatives or nervous about, you know, putting their creativity on display? When an artist is blessed with an idea, I would give them the advice to act upon it. Don't lose it. That idea or, you know, that idea is given as a gift and you need to explore it and and use it. Um, So don't stop from doing anything because everything's a great opportunity, whether you fail or you succeed, it's good because you learn. So I would just tell them to just do it (laughs) and do whatever you want uh, and don't let anything stop you. Don't let fear especially stop you because fear will stop you for the rest of your life. And you can't be stuck in one place. You always have to keep going. Yeah, those are wise words coming from a very amazing and talented woman. And so for anyone that wants to work with you, even if it's someone, you know, who's maybe just starting off, like would you, in, but they know they want to work with you. Are, are you open to that kind of thing? Is it okay for them to contact you? A hundred percent, yes. I have worked I was that person. I was that girl who didn't have the experience or the skill, but somebody believed in me. So I, tr- I take the time to believe in anyone's dream or hear anyone's voice. So I would definitely encourage them to reach out to me, you know, or just come hang. We, we follow safety procedures at the photo shoots. We're all wearing masks and I have hand sanitizer and we're social distancing as best as we can. Um, but I do invite other artists and other creatives to approach me, talk to me, because I want to be a part of this community. And I want to work with anyone because 
everyone has a gift. And if we can explore everyone's gifts, I mean, it's just beautiful. We create art that way. Absolutely. Andrea, I want to thank you so much for spending your very busy Tuesday night with me. I know you have two shoots to prep for tomorrow. Um, I think you're amazingly talented, so incredible. Corpus is lucky to have you. And people can follow you on Instagram at High Velocity Makeup Hair. Is it the same for ins- for Facebook? Yes. It, well, it's High Velocity Spa, I believe. But um, on Facebook, my name is spelled A-U-N-D-R-E-A, uh, Victoria and Salinas, S-A-L-I-N-A-S. And anybody can send me a friend request and shoot me their ideas and let's explore and let's create. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Andrea. I can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you. God bless you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.